my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Neil, you, you know, you mentioned how you took your, we're both taking back our marketing. So how's that been going for you right now? It's going really well, but I'm running out of as many good content ideas than when I first started, but it's still going really well. Okay, go on. Uh, so when we first had it, we have marketing that we're, we're an agency similar to Eric. So we have people who do work on client accounts. They're great, amazing talent. We also hire people internally to do our own marketing. And what's funny is the best people tend to get put on client accounts and not our own stuff. I don't know why. I Actually, I do know why because one's paying us money and yeah. I, I respect that. But I was just getting frustrated over time in which I'm like, guys, you're sending out too many emails. You're cranking out too many blog posts. I was doing at one point a webinar a week and I'm like, this is just overload to our list and our audience. And I was like, we need to slow things down. And it's not about systems and procedures because that's what our team was creating. They're systemizing everything. And I'm like, we need to focus on improving the quality. Yeah, and you know, I'll say this. Your marketing for a period of time, I just knew, I felt the energy I felt. I was like, this is not Neil. And therefore I'm not interested. Yes, but now if you look at the marketing, I create the content on Twitter. If it does well, our team comes in here once a week, same place we're recording this podcast. I'll record once a week. We'll shoot out like seven or 10 uh, shorts and crank that out. Then from there, uh, we take the winner of the week and I create a blog post from it. And then we take the ones that perform the best one or two a month and we create a webinar. And when I do the shorts, I take, or the short form videos, if it's more than 60 seconds, because some of them are more like a minute, 30, we'll cut them down because some platforms like YouTube, you still have to be under a minute for mm. their reels. Um, but we'll take that content. We'll put it on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I think I'm missing one. Snap. YouTube. YouTube shorts. Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. Did I say YouTube before? No, you didn't. The, the, those are the five. Yeah. Twitter would be my six or X would be my six. Yeah. But X is where we start with the text space. Yeah. We even tested taking after I create the text space, putting a video like a month later. Yeah. Doesn't do as well. 
Yep. We, we find it doing well, just better actually with just the text base. You know, what's interesting. So I told you that even though we got comments that, you know, people are like, okay, Neil's just reading off his tweets, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you got other comments, but here's the thing. I looked at the data, you reading the tweets is actually pretty good um, because what ends up happening, those of you that watch the YouTube channel, what happens is you, Neil will read a lot of stats because his tweets have a lot of stats, right? When we add in, like we'll add in like the edits and, and put in like the actual stats so people can read it. Um, people actually stay longer. So like to your point, you actually, so we were texting each other. I was, I was like, Neil, I'm getting comments that like people are getting a little bored when it comes to like you're reading the yeah. tweets. And Neil's like, I don't really care if it's boring. Like, let's look at the data. So now I looked at the data. I was like, and oh. by the way, I appreciate Eric giving me the feedback. And I even told him, oh. I want to see the data. Yeah. But like, and after that, I stopped reading the tweets because yeah. look, if people are saying things, because there's data two ways, there's quantitative and yeah. qualitative. I know Eric knows this, yeah. but one is what people are saying. The other is when you just look at the raw numbers yeah. and they don't always line up, yeah. but you got to take both into account. And, you know, example of this is instead of me reading the tweets, I can look at the tweets before we start recording the podcast and I can talk about them without reading them line for line. Right. And like, I would just say the, our retention graph when it comes to YouTube is it's pretty decent. It's like 40 to 45% or so. So it doesn't just, it just, it just goes like this. Right. And, um, uh, the the average view duration when you do read the tweets when there's a lot of stats it's actually pretty good so there's that the other thing I want to say is this when it comes to our when I'm doing my market like we're, we're recording this in person right now at the live the more I tell stories the better so for example this is a takeaway I got from the founders retreat so this guy a uh, good friend Walter 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 Birch is his name he came up with a new concept called eavesdrop marketing you want to you know you want to know what eavesdrop marketing eavesdrop is? Marketing, but please explain. Okay. So eavesdrop marketing is, let's say you and I are sitting at, let's say you're the bartender and I'm sitting at the bar. I'm like, hey, Neil, like there's this one thing, man, I I, um, I could have made like an extra $10 million or whatever if I just did this one thing. And, um, you know, I know next time if I tweak it, you know, I'll get that extra $10 million like guaranteed, right? And let's say like someone else is listening on the side, they're yeah. eavesdropping, right? And then, you know, these are the people that might turn over and say, hey, hey, like I, I couldn't help but over here, but... Um, you mentioned 10 million extra dollars and it, you said guaranteed, like, what do you mean by that? Right. And so what's fascinating is when we recorded once, remember I told you about this person, uh, Logan Forsyth, he produces a lot of content for people and 5,000 pieces a month, right? That Instagram reel did decent. It got like 80,000 views or so, but more than anything, I got like nine DMs from people asking me about, Hey, who's the agency? Who's the agency? Who's the agency? And in the comments, who's the agency? Who's the agency? Who's the agency? And then they actually, they found it and then they started responding. Good for them. And they're like, it's us, it's us, it's us. Right. And then other people started chiming. It's like, no, we do it for cheaper. We do it for cheaper. And then so the, the, the comments started going crazier and crazier. So the point is that is a perfect example of eavesdrop marketing. Yeah. And that comes from good storytelling. By the way, you know, Cox does eavesdrop marketing and they do it with phone calls and they're boasting on how they listen to your phone calls and they can end up serving you. Yes. Yeah. And they weren't boasting it to you. They were boasting it to potential advertisers yeah. and that created a big backlash. But but this eavesdrop marketing is like you, it's like you're saying something and then it's like you're not directly pitching. And so it makes people desire it. It makes them salivate over whatever it is that you're talking about. Yes. You know what I mean? So... I think it's cool, but it's the same thing, like almost as like writing trends in mm -hmm. marketing. You see something that's hot and you're writing it. So then that way you can get more leverage from it. Yeah. But some people just go really too far with the trends and in, uh, in which, dude, I've seen, you know, really well-known people pass away and then everyone comes out being like, my 10 favorite Steve Jobs quotes. Charlie Munger. Yeah. Charlie Munger was recent, like 10 things I learned from Charlie Munger. Yeah. It's just like, I get it. He's great. This is not the time to 
create a trend. Yeah, yeah, like th- that kind of stuff you shouldn't be writing a trend. Like pay respects. Yeah, yeah. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Neil and I have an agency owners group called the Agency Owners Association. All you have to do, just go to marketingschool.io slash agency. Once again, it's marketingschool.io slash agency to learn more. And now back to the show. All right. Well, here, here's here's another one. Thirty um, percent of Zapier employees now have AI Zaps doing stuff automatically for them. What do you think about that? Thirty percent of Zapier employees have AI Zaps. So it, here, it, let, let me explain a little more. So why, why would Zapier employees need to use Zaps? So Zapier is a tool. It's a no, it's a tool that basically allows you to allow apps to talk to each other, right? So you can automate things without having to learn to code. Yeah, but let's, let's give people an idea. A great example of this is I create a blog post, publish it on WordPress. The moment I publish it on WordPress, it automatically zaps to my email list provider like MailChimp and sends out an uh, email blast. I can send out a tweet as well. Yes. Yeah. So you basically, the, the old zap here is like you have to set up these zaps individually. And yeah. now you can set it up with AI and you could tie it in with, with open AI as well. So you can actually type into like a little prompt saying, hey, I want to connect my, for all my leads that come through my WordPress block, I want it to push to Google Sheets and just type it all out. And I also want it to push to HubSpot and I also want to get a text message. They'll just create it for you. But I'm confused. Why are employees doing it? What do employees have to zap themselves? Because you're saying they, um, so this guy, Mike Noop is, I believe his name, he's the co-founder of Zapier. He's the head of Zapier AI. So they were trying to, as an organization, get more of their employees to become indoctrinated with AI. And then a lot of people are now, whatever, whatever tasks they're doing, they've automated it using Zapier AI. So they want, they're trying to dog feed them the, the, their own product while get them to getting them to learn more about AI. I think that's a really smart approach to getting your team learning AI in which if you don't have people internally testing it out and you don't even have to go as far as Zapier did in which you're telling them, hey, use our product. You could just go as far as saying, hey, go use ChatGPT, Bard and Grok and whatever else is out there. And once a week, we're all going to meet and talk about cool stuff that we ended up doing through AI and try to make it somewhat related to how you can use this for your job or your industry, like marketing or sales or whatever it may be. If you do that and we've implemented that, team members learn so much and become so much more efficient. Not the first, not the first month, not the second month. It takes around three to four months. And the reason I say three to four months, what you have is you have the early adopters who are doing really cool stuff. And then after a few months, other people are like, all right, I'll give it a go. And then after like, 
four-ish months, most people are starting to do it. And the ones who aren't like, oh, I'm really missing out. I'm getting left behind. And everyone starts jumping. Yeah, it, it's hard to uh, push every, like we often think that because we're the founders, everyone has the same energy that we have, but no. it takes time to adopt. People Usually have they don't have the same energy and they have less, but you do meet some amazing people that work for you in some cases that have more energy than the founder. There's mm -hmm. a lot of people who still evangelize, love the company, et cetera, but um, it's pretty cool from that aspect. Yep. All right. Do you have any other uh, tweets in your mind? Yes, I do. So, you know, we talked, I, I did a tweet the other day, the 25 amazing pieces of, or characteristics of content, great content. All right. So I want to go over some of them and you can add to it. I won't read the list verbatim, but one, really good uh actually i'll just read the list and it makes it easier i can go over it. but and, and the reason i think this is Should important we this is, for the next one you got two minutes i got two minutes i'll read yeah. some of the best ones yeah. so talk about something new get to the point incorporate storytelling write in a conversational tone use the words you and i uh, use media data driven actionable easy to understand you need to flow well you also have to have good organization it should be scannable so people don't have to read it uh, highlights the benefit of a product or service because if you're not thinking about conversion, then what's the point of all that traffic? Encourages a desired action. So maybe you have a CTA or something tries to convince them to buy a uh, product or service. Write around a specific persona. Your content shouldn't appeal to everyone. It should uh, appeal to your ideal buyer. Continually is refreshed and updated. No one wants to read a three-year-old piece of content when they can read a three-week-old piece of content. Optimize for social sharing, especially like make it easy to share with the media and stuff. It needs to be original. Written for a fifth grade to understand. Don't use vocabulary for our Harvard grad. Contains a conclusion because a lot of people scroll down from what we've seen and tested through Crazy Egg. They read the conclusion and they scroll back up and read the rest. Has to be accurate exceeds the reader's expectations so they're willing to share it, lifts people up, don't be too negative, short and concise paragraphs, it's just easier to read and digest. And we found that when you do that, people consume more. Um, great hook, because if you don't have a great hook, right, as Ogilvy said, 80 cents on the dollars already spent on the headline or hook or whatever you want to end up calling it. And you got to cite your sources. Those are what the was the hook for this tweet again? The hook was 25 qualities of a great piece of content. Did pretty well. Eh, 21,000 views. Uh, when I first started taking over my marketing, that would have been something that does well. Now something that does well is like 50 to 100,000. Nice. And you do, sometimes you have ones that do like 750,000 or so. Does the AI yeah, those are anomalies. I don't yeah. count those, but yes. Cool. So that is it for today. Please don't forget to rate, view, subscribe, and we'll see you tomorrow. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.